generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. I got a million ways to get it. Choose one. Choose one. Hey. Bring it back. Bring it back. Now double your money and make it stack. I'm on to the next one. 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 Welcome in, you are listening to a very, 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 very special episode of Money Mail because we're going to be talking about me, what an egotistical bastard, but myself hitting a massive goal in 2023. Now one that a number of you heard about last week in Money Mail and one that a number of you have already emailed me to say congratulations and well done because this money mail is almost talking down that, but I don't want it to come across like that because I still want it to be a celebration of getting there because I know a number of you will have a similar goal. It may not be as big, it may be bigger, but I don't want you to listen to this and think, oh, there's no point having a goal like that. However, when I wrote this, I did question whether it comes across like that in some ways. So the good thing is that in a podcast, I can go a little bit deeper and I can show you some of the other ways that I'm thinking about this and articulate it a bit better than my writing. Now, last week in Money Mail, I revealed that in 2023, I became a millionaire. And who cares? Well, I do, admittedly. And some of you obviously have because you've sent messages and stuff. So it's pretty cool. But it's not necessarily the be-all and end-all, is it? But I do want to take you through a bit of that journey and hopefully you can find some of the principles and more so the inspiration in there to help you get closer to your goals. As you know, last week we were talking about me clearing my $15,000 credit card. Now that was once where I was, in consumer debt, with a credit card, doing all of those things that I'm now like, hey, I've been down that cul-de-sac, I've been down that road, I know what's down there, don't do it, don't fall for it, come over here, check out what's possible over here if you want it. But remember, everybody's goals are different. But in 2023, I achieved one of my goals and I didn't write about it, nor really even celebrate it. I don't really know what month it happened in and that's a little bit poor form, I guess, You'll understand sort of why as we go. But partly this is because as I got closer to achieving this goal of becoming a millionaire, it wasn't that big of a deal for me. And partly because as well, I think even I tall poppy myself a little bit 
where I worry that some of you will switch off because I'll become too far ahead and not like you and it's easy for you to say and all of those sorts of things, right? Because I don't want Money Mail to be and Keep the Change to be about that where people don't listen because they're like, oh, well, that doesn't relate to me. But that's why I'm very vulnerable of all the things that I do and say and I'll talk about the dumb shit that I still do because I want this to be relevant and relatable but I am on a path and I am going hard and I am chasing things and I will acquire and build and get things that some people will go, well, this just isn't relatable to me anymore because you're way too far ahead and it's easy for you to say that and whatnot, right? So that's where I guess I slow myself down from talking about this shit. But someone emailed me this week after last week's money mail. And they're like, nah, man, we like need you talking about this stuff because you can give it relevance and context and you can show other people that it can be done and whatnot. And that's equally got so much weight to it and true and and part of why I started Keep the Change in the first place. So we'll touch on that as well. But remember, you know, don't focus on my outcomes or somebody else's outcomes, their current position, and then think, oh, no, I can't learn from them. You know, get curious and look at their journey and take lessons from their journey and see if you can apply some of those things to yourself. Because if you actually read the Keep the Change website when you signed up to Money Mail to get onto the email list, which I know a lot of people wouldn't have, I actually told you this. So when, and still on the website today, because I haven't edited it, when I first built the Keep the Change website over three and a half years ago, I wrote this in the About Me section, which was basically like, who is this guy and why would you want to be listening to him? One of the lines is, I'm not a millionaire yet in brackets, but I'm on the path and think we can all be too. But I'm not trying to be some hero that I'm not. Now, I'd like to hope that I haven't changed too much from that person three and a half years ago, but I wasn't a millionaire then. But I said, I'm on the path and I think we can all be too. Now, not everybody's going to aspire to that and that's completely sweet. But the world at this time was melting down. I'm sitting in a one-bedroom apartment looking out to the port, we're in lockdown and the economy is shaky, clients are worried about what's going on and all those sorts of things. And I'm sitting there going, I'm not a millionaire yet, but I will be, basically. Who the fuck writes that on a website that they know tens of thousands of people will eventually go to? Well, someone with belief. Now, that is the first of the stack that I mentioned last week that I used many moons ago to get rid of my $15,000 credit card. Now, remember that that was well before I started writing for Keep the Change. But the stack was belief, vision, targets, action, automation, reminders, review, and bonus accountability. Go back to last week and have a look at that, and I go into more depth with the example of the credit card. But I used this same stack to become a millionaire. The first step is belief. So I'm typing on that website, I'm going to be a millionaire. And I know people are going to come to it, my friends, people who don't know me, people who think, fuck, does this guy think he is? But I've been able to build a belief inside myself strong enough that I'm like, I don't care what you think if you come and read that. A long time ago, I don't think I would have been able to write that. I probably would have put that and gone like, oh, I'm going to take that away. Like, I don't know. Like, what are people going to think if they read that? Maybe they don't want to see that. But eventually, when you start to get clear on the things that you aspire to or think are inside you, talk talk to it and speak about it and own that shit. 
and aim for it because that's you trying to let out the things that you think you have inside yourself. And then you get to go and figure out, do you have the chops? Something I'll often say, someone said to me, like, have you actually got the chops to do this stuff? I'm like, well, I guess I've got to figure out. But the key thing is that I had that belief, right? And I think so many things come from having belief. Because if we don't have belief, why would we even start? Why would we even do things? So plant strong beliefs inside yourself so that you can come back to that and you can think about what it is that you believed was possible when you started a goal. Now, even when I was deep in credit card and consumer debt, because remember, it wasn't just the 15K credit card. I've had relationships, man. I've had some naughty, naughty relationships with your Q cards, etc. You name it. I was tapping it. I was tapping that shit and regularly as well. And eventually, I had to get out of some of those relationships. So it's not just that credit card. Credit card, consumer debt, things like that. But even when I had that, I knew that I could get out. How did I know that? Well, because I knew that it wasn't really me. Something inside of me was like, come on, man, you're fucking around well below your potential. And I knew even in those days that I could be a millionaire if I wanted to way back then. However, at the time, that goal seemed a long, long way away. And how did I know that stuff? Well, I don't really know. It's very hard to try and work out and articulate. Well, how did you know that, mate? You're in debt, you dickhead. What do you you mean you knew you could be a millionaire if you chose to? What the hell? Maybe it was the information I was consuming. Maybe it was just the belief in myself. Maybe it was people telling me throughout my life that I'd go far. Maybe it was I knew that there's money in accounting and I could earn a good salary. I was just fucking around with it. I don't know, but from whatever I had studied and seen, there weren't many excuses for somebody like me to think, well, if I want to be a millionaire, I can probably figure out how to do that. Now, I wasn't doing what was required to do that because I needed to swap out bad habits for good habits. Again, a good principle or tactic in here, if you've got bad habits, swap them out for good ones. I had the belief at the core of it, right? And if I just figured out how to do it and started taking action, I could. Very, very hard when you're in debt and you're down there and you're thinking, okay, I can be a millionaire, but I've got this consumer debt to clear first. That's why often I will talk about tidying up some of your old decisions so you can remove yourself from that. And I just got an awesome message before hitting record on this where someone was saying, they're going through this process and they're clearing a whole heap of their debt. Now they're focused on building wealth, but they've still got two grand of debt, and it's fucking with them because they keep thinking about it, and it's burdening them, and they're like, oh, should I pay it off? No, I'd rather invest because they're already into the next chapter. But the tidy up isn't complete because it's pulling on you. It's like, hey, two grand over here. Yoo-hoo, tidy me up. And, but you're over in the next chapter already trying to write that out. Sometimes we have to just look at something and go, no, 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 I haven't actually finished that chapter yet. Clear the 2K, get it done, chapter's closed, now we're really writing the next one. So you become that next person, but it's hard to do when you're still holding on to that last stuff. Now, when I was clearing my debt, for instance, there were opportunities coming across me, and I'm like, that is a great opportunity for me. Buying zero shares, for instance, and things like that, where I'm like, whoa, that's something. That's something a millionaire would do. That's something I should be doing because I'm a millionaire. But you got 15 grand of credit card debt to pay off dickhead. So you probably need to close that chapter first, right? So I was 
hating it because there were opportunities that I couldn't touch because I had to clean up my mess to start with before I could really step into that. But I knew life is long if I didn't die, that eventually those opportunities, they'd keep coming and I could find some and I could have a crack. But I didn't deserve that yet because I deserved what I currently had, which was debt and bad habits created by myself. So now I had to unwind them and swap them in for good ones, i.e. clearing that debt and moving on. So of course, the goals seem very far away. But what I'm trying to tell you here is whatever your big goals are, even if you feel like you're five or six chapters away and you haven't even finished writing chapter one in the tidy up stage, like don't let go of them. Because yes, they may seem far away, but maybe in 50 years time, you look back and realize, well, it took me five years to go to do that. Was it actually that long in the scheme of the 50? No, but it's hard when you're itchy to achieve something and it's not happening fast enough for you. But don't let go of those goals just because of the chapter that you're currently writing. All good books go through chapters, right? And they finish and then a new one starts and eventually we get towards the end. Life's a bit like that too. So perhaps you're in chapter one, two or three at the moment and you just have to finish those chapters. You can't write chapter 30 for yourself because you haven't done it yet. But you can see what could be in that chapter. So keep looking at what you could write in that chapter as well. Now, back to this, once the belief was there and the decision to achieve this million dollar goal, I had the vision of what that would look like. So I would have some fun thinking about, I wonder what it's like being, being a millionaire. I wonder what my life would look like. And some of the things that I thought it would be, it is not. And those things still feel really far away. So it taught me how warped what I kind of assumed you'd be able to do once you're a millionaire and the things that you would have that I thought, okay, well, that's interesting. So I'm learning there already anyway. My vision of what I thought uh, you would have by the time you became a millionaire, very different to what you actually do end up with, but you change those things along the way as you go as well. And the key thing though is that I'm still taking action because I've made a decision to do this and I have the vision to keep me excited. So it's a fun piece doing the vision piece, and I could write an entire 6,000-word essay, probably longer, with the micro-tactics I implemented throughout that journey to make it happen and to get here. Most people would probably switch off if I tried to do that, and it would go too long. But remember, these lessons that have already been before this Money Mail, a lot of the answers and tactics are actually in there, and I talk about those things. So you're getting to see inside how I've been able to do some of these things, right? But for this money mail, I want to take a different angle and tell you how my original goal didn't seem as important as I got closer. We've touched on that a bit already. But let's start by looking at the definition of a millionaire. So hey Google, what is a millionaire? A person whose assets are worth one million pounds or dollars or more. Now I didn't use this definition as heaps of people, like Aucklanders for instance, could call themselves millionaires because their house prices, i.e. their assets, are inflated beyond a million dollars, but they still have a stack of debt. So if we purely look at that definition and go, right, well someone whose assets are worth more than a million dollars, then they're a millionaire. For me, that wasn't what I decided or thought a millionaire was. I thought that it was net assets 
or net worth. Now, what that means or what it meant to me is that a millionaire, and this is off the internet as well, another definition from Google, Wikipedia, this one, a millionaire is an individual whose net worth or wealth is equal to or exceeds 1 million units of currency, i.e. value of assets minus debts. That's what I thought about when I thought about a millionaire. I didn't think about wanting a $1.2 million property in Auckland and a $800,000 loan and going around saying, hey, I'm a millionaire because my house is worth over a million dollars. That wasn't what was going through my head. But this shows you as well, everybody's going to have a different definition of what they think a millionaire is. But in 2023, my net worth went past a million dollars. Zero debt, all assets, asset value equals higher than a million dollars. Goal achieved, I got my millionaire status, yay. Becoming a millionaire seems to be a goal that many people strive for. And I don't really know how that gets planted into us, but I picked it up from someone somewhere too. Because why was it my goal to be a 10 millionaire or a billionaire? Why was it a millionaire? I don't really know. But even if we go past the uh, definition of a millionaire and have a look at it a bit deeper, it also says this, depending on the currency, a certain level of prestige is associated with being a millionaire. Now, I don't know where that prestige comes from, but society decided so, somewhere along the lines. I'm going to have to research that a little bit to try and figure out why. Now, before jumping on here, I asked ChatGPT quickly, why do so many people set becoming a millionaire as a goal? How did society plant this into our minds? Now, ChatGPT is probably going to summarize some of the information it can find on the internet. And it says, as always with ChatGPT, there are several reasons that contribute to the widespread goal of achieving millionaire status. Now, one's financial security, but this other piece is social status. In many societies, wealth is often associated with success and social status. Being a millionaire is seen as an indicator of achievement and can bring recognition and respect from others. I wonder why. Like, why is that? Number three is media influence. Popular culture, movies, television shows, and other forms of media often portray the lifestyle of rich and successful. This can create an aspirational desire to attain similar levels of wealth and success. Number four, consumer culture. Societal values often emphasize material success and the ability to afford a certain lifestyle. Becoming a millionaire is perceived as a way to access a higher standard of living, luxury goods, and experiences. Those two, or those three, societal status, media influence, and consumer culture, they speak to a lot of us, don't they? And maybe that's where we pick it up from. The next one's entrepreneurial spirit. The idea of entrepreneurship and building one's own business is often glamorized. Many people aspire to create and grow successful businesses with the hope of reaching millionaire status. Luke probably falls into that category a bit. Educational system. The educational system, especially in some Western societies, often emphasizes the pursuit of lucrative careers and financial success. This can instill the belief that financial wealth is a key measure of personal achievement. Number seven, financial literacy. Becomes more widespread, individuals may set the goal of becoming a millionaire as a benchmark for financial success because we're seeing more people do it and more people talk about it, right? And we know that the knowledge is there to be able to do that. And we're thinking, well, then maybe we should be doing that too. Understanding the power of compound interest, for instance, in strategic financial planning can fuel this ambition because we're seeing, hey, if you invest 200000 at this age and in 40 years' time, it's going to be worth this many million. You kind of think, wow, I could be a millionaire. Number eight, personal freedom, something that's massive to me. Becoming a millionaire is often associated with the idea of financial freedom. Perhaps uh, people may believe that having a substantial amount of money will provide them with a freedom to make choices without being constrained by financial limitations. I actually think what a lot of that is, is it's that 
the answer to this is not actually having a whole heap of the money, it's having no debt. I got a text yesterday from a weapon who I stay in touch with, and they'll probably be listening to them to this, so shout out. But basically, they said to me, interesting, mate, moved out of our expensive house in November, and then in life and in business, I had a record month in December. The weight of mortgage can truly cripple you and your ability to operate at your peak. Now that's, I think, what a lot of us are chasing is some sort of financial freedom around not having the feeling of that debt payment going out all the time. And I can feel that even with that credit card that I had. Chat GPT wraps this up and it says, it's important to note that while the pursuit of financial goals is not inherently negative, individuals should critically examine their motivations and consider broader definitions of success and happiness. Financial wealth alone may not guarantee fulfillment and other aspects of life such as relationships, personal growth and well-being should also be considered in the pursuit of a meaningful and balanced life. Very, very good piece from chat GPT there, but that helps us understand a little bit why of, you know, maybe why we think about becoming a millionaire and what that's all about. And remember too, that we might have picked that goal up when we were younger and we were at school and a million dollars back then, or when we're watching movies and reading magazines and things and seeing someone else become a millionaire, it might take us 20 years from there. Because let's be real, it's taken me nearly 36 years. Well, it took me 35 years to become a millionaire. That's a fairly sizable amount of years, right? How long ago did I pick that up as a goal? I don't know, but probably, I'd say probably in my late teens, maybe even 15, so maybe 20 years ago, I might have come up with that as a goal and I've held on to it and I've chased it. Imagine what a million dollars was worth when I was 15 compared to 20 years ago. I think you've seen inflation recently in how a million dollars today is not, well, a million dollars today to have that same purchasing power would be a lot different from back 20 years ago. And that again kind of shapes, well, is a million, is it really the thing? Because currency is always changing because of inflation. But anyway, as I got closer to my goal and understanding the definitions of millionaire, I realized that many people, most actually, who are reported to be millionaires couldn't scratch 50 grand together tomorrow if they needed to. And I'm going to be honest, like I probably couldn't pull 50 grand together. No, I could. Yeah, I could. I would have to ring ANZ and a couple of different, yeah, ANZ say, hey, I need my cash back from a turn deposit. And they might say, get fucked, mate. We're not giving that back because you locked it until this period. Uh, or they might, don't know. So, most people can't actually scratch a million bucks together. Why? Because it's tied up in assets that have been inflated by lower interest rates and further debt creation. The percentage of millionaires who could actually access a million dollars quickly would be very, very few. And for me, that's where I thought, I wonder if my goal is then, could I become a liquid millionaire? Could I have a million dollars worth of net assets disposable where I could access them within 48 hours should I need to. Now that might be in shares that you can sell in a couple of uh, couple of days, it might be in cash, Bitcoin, whatever things that you can access really, really quickly. But that's not what most people do, right? Because they usually swap their currency for forms of assets like property uh, and gold and things that they may not be able to liquidate very quickly. A property, for instance, is quite slow to liquidate because you've got to go through that selling cycle. But the point there is that 
we all think about this stuff differently, right? And that's where maybe as I went through this journey, I realized my goal of becoming a millionaire probably didn't match my potential and may well be too small of a goal for me just to be a net worth millionaire. Now, again, I'm not talking down that if that's your goal, I'm not making it sound like what an asshole, you're a millionaire and you don't actually think that's that good, what's wrong with you. For me and my potential, I'm thinking, well, it's kind of almost like being back to having no money and having the credit cards and having to clear that and then thinking I could be a millionaire and then starting to go on the journey thinking like, well, is that actually it? Could it be something different? Like, what are you actually capable of? And that's the key message there. So do I want to die or sell all of my assets, including my business, because my business has an asset value, right? To have a million dollars clean, to walk around saying, hey guys, look, I've achieved my goal. I've got a million dollars worth of net assets here. No, because who cares? And I wouldn't have forms of income if I did that too, because it would all just be sitting there in a bank account. Yes, I might get some interest and whatnot, but that's not really what the goal was about. And that's not that, like, is is anyone going to care, including myself? Probably not. Could I also take $110 New Zealand and you, could you do this and swap it for a million Indonesian rupees and become a millionaire? Yep. We can all do that this week if we want to. Is that going to make you a millionaire? Is that really the goal? That wasn't my goal. What is special to me and very empowering is that now I know how to do it. And now I know that I can do it from a negative net worth to a million dollar net worth. I turned my belief into reality. That's worth more than a million bucks of assets to me. Now remember too, that for a lot of people, all it takes is a good hit to the old share market for people's asset values to go backwards and their millionaire status to be taken away. No different for me because I allocate funds into shares. So if we have a market crash, I could potentially lose that. So again, I'm getting you to think about whether this stuff is actually that important. And here's how to summarize this, because it's in the spirit of the early year goal setting stage we find ourselves in. I've got some thoughts for you and some things to ponder. Where did your goals come from? And what do they actually mean? I've just shown you how a millionaire effectively has different examples and how other people will have their definition of what a millionaire is. You've got to come up with your own definitions for your goals and be able to explain what they mean to you because take freedom as a goal as well what does financial freedom actually mean everybody's going to have a different goal for that a different definition sorry but why are these goals important to you for me it was about chasing my potential and proving could I do it I had this belief can I make it happen can you actually go out there and do what you think you can. Last one, are your goals too small for your potential? Was setting becoming a millionaire on paper too small of a goal for Luke? Probably right. Now, with what I know I'm capable of and what's happened to money in 20 years with inflation and things like that. So as an example, to go through these four points, where did your goals come from? What do they actually mean? Why are they important to you? Are your goals too small for your potential? Let's take my one. I still don't really know where my millionaire goal came from. 
but I learned what a millionaire was by definition, and that almost made it less important to me than many years ago. However, it was important for me to figure out how to become the person to achieve it because I knew I could. But yes, that goal was way too small for me and I have ones that are a lot bigger and I have ones that specifically have nothing to do with money. Now, I've tried to tell you this time and time again because it is what I have learned from going from credit card cowboy to on paper millionaire whipty shit boy. That is... It's who you become through this process that makes you valuable. That is the gold. So this year, I want you to reconsider your 2024 goals that you've already probably set via these three things. Number one, remove comparison. My journey is mine and yours is yours. Someone else's journey is not your journey. So stop comparing yourself to others and especially the bullshit you see on social media. Sure, use others for ideas and education, but stop using them for your unhappiness. If social media is making you unhappiness due to comparison, bin it. Stop following those people. Get that out of your feed and get some education and inspiration into your feed. Stop right now and go and audit your social media Remove five people who fuck you off and make you feel inferior and like you're not getting what you want in your life and swap in five people who want you to win and want to teach you how you could get some of the things that you want. But make sure you want your goals because you'll need new habits and standards to get them. It's very easy to look at people on social media, whether it's sporting, finance, career, and think, why can't I have that, or set the same goals as them, but not understand the habits and the standards to which they live their lives to. So make sure that you really want your goals and that they are fucking yours, not just some, oh, I saw Sally doing this on social media, I'm going to try and do that too, that'd be amazing. That ain't going to be how you change yourself and set new habits and standards to get there. Number two, thinking bigger. Be careful picking up on other people's or society's goals because they could be way below your potential. Think about what you are capable of if you took all of your roadblocks, your traumas, your self-limiting beliefs, those things that people told you you'll never achieve, and lastly your excuses, and whack them in the bin. If those things weren't there to stop you, what are you capable of? How big could your goals be? Number three, this is a ripper. Instead of thinking about what you could do with money, perhaps think about who you could help if you had that money. So yes, we could look at billionaires and millionaires on social media and things and think, fuck, I wish I had that money. What would you do with it? That's probably where our brains go to, right? What would I buy? You know, that's what I was thinking about years and years ago. Okay, if I was a millionaire, what sort of house do I think I would have and all those material things? Instead... If you've got a money goal, think about who you could help if you had that money. What good could you do in the world if you chose to be the person that could acquire that cash and not let someone else do it? Because someone's going to go out there and get it. Remember when they were printing all that cash? If you've been listening to Keep the Change for a long time, you'll remember me saying this. There's a lot of money in the world. You've got to make sure that you get your hands on it before it ends up in the housing market because that's exactly what happened. Now, someone's going to get it. Someone's going to get that cash. If you don't like the fact that other people are making money, take them on. 
go and beat them at whatever it is that they're doing. Go and earn more and think about who you could help if you only had some of the cash that someone else is going to get. What this also does is it gets us thinking about whether we could do a little bit of that now. Could we do some volunteering? Could we make a small donation? Could we reach out and do something for free? And it gets us thinking about other people because money comes from adding value and we each add value differently. Taylor Swift adds value in the form of entertainment, escapism, etc. And she gets paid for that. Universities cost money because they add value through education. That's what we think, right? Go to university, pay the money, pay with my time, get the certificate. I become more valuable because I have this education. Well, the beauty is you can go and get a whole heap of education and increase your value via listening to podcast, via taking things from YouTube and practicing and doing things like that, right? So how can you add more value to yourself? But how can you add more value by helping people get what they want? Stop focusing just on helping yourself and instead focus on helping others. Strangely, the money will come. Now, that there is how I've achieved millionaire status. Stop focusing on just helping yourself and instead focus on helping others and genuinely do that and strangely the money will come. If you're genuine about that and you go out there and try and help other people get closer to their goals, then the money will come. In 2024, no matter where you are at the stage of your life, don't give up on your dreams. Yes, there will be setbacks. Yes, we will get off track. But get back on track towards who you know you really are. Get back on track towards who you know you really are. Taking you back. I knew when I was in debt, I was fucking around. I was performing below my potential. I was being disrespectful to all the opportunities and things that had happened in my life already to ensure that I didn't need to end up there. But that was my doing and my choice. However, the powerful thing was that I knew that I got myself there so I could get myself out. So have a think about who you really are and get back on track towards that because life quickly takes you into different tracks and different cul-de-sacs and we get stuck there. So have a think about that. Now finally, let this sink in to summarize the three points above as I get goosebumps firing you up. If you think that my million dollar goal is cool, get this. I saw a lady on LinkedIn just before the end of the year and she was making a $10 million donation. What the fuck? That is some big think, isn't it? Now, I don't know all the details of that, but what I did see is it something we've spoken about before, which is the Donate My Super, where 65 pluses can donate their super to causes that they care about. Again, their think has been big enough that they don't need their Kiwi, uh, their pension. Sorry, did I say Kiwi Saver? They're donating their pension, right? And they can donate it to a cause that they care about. This lady set up a charity to allow that. She knows that as it gets bigger, there's going to be more cost to run that. She's donated $10 million, I, from what I saw, of her own money to build a fund for that to be able to help subsidize the operating costs 
of that business for when she is gone off the planet. That is the level that some people are playing to. That's some big shit. That is why I say chase your potential. I wonder if that lady knew at some stage in her life, I could do that. Probably not what she was thinking about, but it's an option that she has because of whatever she's done throughout her life. Now, I don't know much about her, and I know that people might be like, oh, well, you know, maybe she inherited that money herself. Maybe she did, but look, that's what she's choosing to do with that. Like I said before, if you begrudge what people are doing with money, fucking go out there and get some, get heaps of it, figure out how to do that, and get it and do what you want to do with it. Think about who you can help with that. In 2024, take action. You're one of over 9,325 recipients. This Keep the Change podcast is ramping back up in January and I need your help. If you could put something on your story, if you could share one of these email lessons, if you could send a podcast to somebody and get people learning, that's how we're going to get closer to helping 100,000 Kiwis improve their financial literacy. Helping Kiwis get better with money through knowledge and action. Together, we can change the wealth of the nation. That has been a bit of insight as to my journey to becoming a millionaire and achieving my goal. I hope you found some inspiration in that. See you on the next Money Mail. I got a million ways to get it. Choose one. Choose one. Hey. Bring it back. Bring it back. Now double your money and make it stack. I'm on to the